<laughs> Good morning. We made it. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Um, uh, I am just coming straight from teaching a fencing lesson, uh, which went really great. It was really fun. Um, so this previous weekend for me, uh, TQ was here visiting and we did uh, a whole bunch of fencing um, and they had just been coming off of being at RASP, right? And so they had all kinds of new drilling paradigms they wanted to work. And then I completely wanted to like learn what they had just learned. And so like they were playing, being the coach for me and I was being the student and learning all sorts of stuff. And so then I got to like take those lessons and reinterpret them into longsword for my student today who found it amazing and fun. And so uh, I'm very high energy from that. Hmm. How was your week? Uh, my week was a pretty standard fare. Um, you know, so as, as a traditional Irish musician who uh, derives a substantial part of their livelihood from playing Irish music, it's that time of year. Uh, so, of yeah. Course. <laughs> of course well, it no. is i had not even thought about that yeah it's a, that's a real it's a real thing it's a it's a huge deal and it's a big meme and inside joke between me and all my other uh musician friends because it's like uh you know often i'll make as much uh i'll do as you know i'll make as much money just within the next three or four weeks as i will like the rest of the year sometimes oh yeah oh yeah just because so, I mean, it's good, but uh, it's also this like absurdly uh, exhausting um, and, yeah. and stuff like that, but, but it's good. So, um, go are ahead. you able to find places for growth and exploration during this time? Or do you find that mm. the pace of it keeps you to your comfort zone? Yeah, it's pretty prohibitive. There's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of room for, um, you know, that's, that it is interesting that you bring that up. So I was just talking with my kids. I don't remember who I was talking with the other day, but we were talking about like, if you, if, if, if someone, if I asked you today, yeah, what are you, what are you working on? What's the focus of your attention in terms of growth, right? What's the focus in, in terms of you know, self-improvement or, 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 or just like, a thing that you're that you find important that you're devoting some attention to right yeah you would probably you'd probably have an answer you'd probably have like three right i think i, I think like normal people who are like who you know there are people who have like 25 things that they're in right. and, and <laughs> you know and there's varying degrees of success within that right so like people there are people there believe it or not there are people who can um you know uh, load that much onto their plate and still do a fairly good job eating all of it. Um, yeah. But then, but but then, like I think normal people probably can can manage two to three. I think uh, you know just in terms of what's like the the major focus of our attention. But yeah. you know, I wonder, I wonder how often is it that. Um, uh, well, so like I said, I believe you could probably give me two to three, right? 
Uh, I can certainly give you two to three at any given time, or at least I, at, you know, reflecting on it, that was sort of what I what I came to. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, but but it's so, funny that you bring that up, right? Because like this this is just a few days ago that I'm saying this, right? But right. ask me, ask me in three weeks, and I, I won't even wait. That, right? That's a thing. <laughs> I yeah. can't. I don't, I don't. I don't even know what you're doing. I just right. get through this week, right? So, so that this so that is true, right? It gets like that. Yeah, that makes sense. It's fascinating that you say two to three because, um, in the like, I'm a huge proponent of having a training notebook, right? Um, I suck at journaling properly. Mm -hmm but I'm pretty good at my training notebook. And in the front of my training notebook, I always have three like large goals that I'm working on. And if I get one and then add one, yeah. yeah. And so, so like they live there just crossed off. Oh, and I'll put a date like mm -hmm. achieved, right? Uh, you know, and whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, three, cause that's our culture. Um, but yeah, that's super cool. So, so you're I just mean, gonna be, you're gonna be swimming. You're like a shark, move yeah. or die, keep going. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, that's a great metaphor, move or die. That's that's what it's gonna be like for me for the next couple of weeks. But I have a lot of, I have a lot of uh, questions for you because- Oh no. Um, <laughs> uh, well, no, because you've had an exciting week, right? So my, my week has been kind of mundane and um, really just gearing up, revving up for, for what I have in store over the course of the next month. Um, but, but you have spent a, a significant amount of time over the course of the last two weeks, right? So, well, today, and then like last week dealing with fencing and dealing with new, fun, interesting ideas about fencing. So yeah. I would start by saying, tell me about your lesson today, right? While it's fresh in your mind, because, um, because nominally or uh, notionally, this is a, a fencing podcast. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So what we were working on um, was, how would I phrase this? Well, I'll tell you what the drill was, which is deceptively simple. Uh, using my floor, which has a lot of markings on it. So you can always be where you are, right? So you're not going to fuck your measure up and, and all that. Um, my, uh, my training partner was taking two steps forward, setting their left foot. They're in whatever guard they were in. We played with a couple different guards. Um, well, fuck it. They're on shouldered vom talk. Yeah. I don't move. I don't respond. I don't do anything. They she in and hit my face. They better be going, right? That's option one. Option two, they take their two steps. They're in their guard. They hit that point. I step back. They should not respond whatsoever. They should just be able to have not moved because I left, right? Mm. And then uh, that was step one. And so I would either present nothing happens your left foot is set, you got to go, or mm -hmm. your left foot is set, I moved, don't go. <sighs> Let that mm -hmm. energy go, right? So it, like, really, it's a lesson on observation and on having 
that tension within you to be able to go, mm. but that has not overtaken you so that's that you don't really, have to go. That's, that's really interesting. Uh, I like, I like that. I'm going to stop you for a second and, and, and break that down a little bit. Right. So, yeah. um, so, so to my mind, right. The first, the first thing that you're, that you've done is you've trained, uh, you've trained a basic skill, right. The basis, the basic skill is Shisen. Um, I'm going to adjust my camera because I feel like for some reason. You do my, keep freezing. Yeah, I keep freezing. And I don't know why I keep freezing, but I'm going to do a thing and see if it helps at all. Your audio is beautiful. So oh, thank you. Um, we have that. <laughs> what? No, that's not helpful. Uh, I'm a little. Hmm. I'm a Maybe little it's worried. Internet. It could be my internet. One one thing I might attempt here is to um, let me try adjust my camera on this end. Sorry. Uh, That's folks. okay. We'll see if that helps. So anyway, um, so so yeah. So, so you've trained said. the basic skill. You've trained this basic skill, right? You've trained the components of the basic skill. I'm frozen again. Yep. Right all right, it's so um, <laughs> you you not and then the and then you've put it in a broader context, right? The broader context is is you step you step into measure where it's appropriate to Shisen, and then um, and then you've broadened the context on the other end by uh, by giving your opponent an opportunity to either to either move back or not. And that gives you two different branches, right? Right, what yep. you can travel, um, and and then you're working the the timing, right? So now you've, you're working the internal. Initially, you're working the internal timing of the action, just like getting the shisen done proportionately correctly. But then you've introduced the external timing, right? So the 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 opponent stepping back at first, you probably do it. Uh, atemporally, right? So you do it in such a way that like your opponent can step back and then you think, wait, am I supposed to, okay, I'm supposed to go. So then, and, or, or I'm not supposed to go or whatever, right? Like right. you're, you're doing that, but then eventually it's like you step in and then you go. And so you're working that timing. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to just do this. This is going to be, my camera quality is going to go to crap, but that might help the freezing thing. So anyway, Okay, so um, so yeah, so you're working that you're working that timing, yeah. Um, but then beyond that, you've introduced something that I really enjoy uh, thinking about, which is like how to how to comport your body, right, so that you're able to execute that timing, right? Because yeah that requires what you described as attention, right? So it, it, it requires knowing that as I step into measure, right, I need to chamber my weight in such a way that I can, uh, that I can push off with the correct foot, right? That the, that the, the other foot, right, right. The foot that I'm stepping with is light, right? So, right. so you have to, so you're almost, you, ha you almost have to have all of your weight on one foot in order to do this at its optimal efficiency, right? Yeah. Not all, not all of your weight, right? Like obviously you have a, you have a base, right? Because if otherwise you'll fall over, 
Go ahead. Well, at one point, all of your weight will be, or you cannot possibly pass. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, but, yeah. but, but in the moment of decision making, right, you can't have that, right? So you have Correct. to have, you have to have as close to that, you have to have as close to that as, as you can, uh, like, reasonably achieve, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll, maybe there's some, uh, like, maximal percentage of like what your weight should be at in order for you to be able to make that decision effectively. I don't know. Um, I'm not really necessarily interested in that. But um, but what I would say is that there is a, there is some sort of optimal efficiency for you, for your body, right? For, yeah. your, for your ability to perform the technique, right? So um, maybe just at a basic competency, that's like you have to have 70% of your weight on that foot without you over committing and throwing yourself into the action before you get the stimulus. Right. Right. Maybe for other people, they can get to like 95% because they have mastered this skill and mastered their body such that they, even with 95% of their weight, their, their back foot almost completely light. Right. They still haven't committed themselves to pushing off. Yeah. Right. Because often that's what we do, right? Like we, we, we say, okay, my decision-making thing is like, do I step or don't I step? And so you right. get into position and then you, you don't get to sit and you fall forward, right? You're like, yes. And, and, right. And why is that? Because you're trying to dial in what I, lo I love the term that you use tension, right? You're trying to yeah. dial in the tension. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, Sorry. So, so, so uh, no. keep talking about that. No. And, and so no, just launching off. Like you said, so many things that like inspired so much in my brain. <laughs> Um, and so like there, there are so many minute pieces for you as, as the student in this role, whether or not you're a student, right. But it is the person making the decision. Um, there are so many places for you to reflect on what's happening inside you because the decision is so simple there's right there's there's nothing hard about did my opponent step there's nothing hard about observing that so even though there's an external thing happening and you're watching that external thing and your thought is there if you can get quiet enough my experience is this is not for everybody, probably. Right. Okay. So, but my experience doing it with T, with small swords, not with long swords, but it doesn't matter, um, was that once I got myself quiet enough and got that tension where I needed it to be, then I could explore how am I getting that tension where it needs to be. And then sometimes I would launch and I was like, why am I... I'm stepping offline. Why am I stepping offline? Oh, because as I'm creating that tension, I forgot that I had a core. And so I was having my ass stick out and that's how I was stopping myself. And then when I went, my lunge was all fucked up. Okay. So I can come back and create the tension better. And like, and, and not once did T say anything to me other than good Right. Like mm -hmm. it, he didn't tell me how to fix my body. He just let me do 25 reps. Mm -hmm. And then we would bullshit about 
what did you experience? And then I would do mm-hmm. another 25 reps and then we would bullshit about what I experienced, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's a beauty in this, what some might call boring drill <laughs> is that it gives you as the, as the student, as the practitioner, the opportunity to, uh, to really get quiet. Cause that's the only way you're going to have that tension, mm-hmm. right? The moment I got keyed up and excited about hitting T, I could not stop. Mm-hmm. I could not be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, I, I talk- and, and my partner today experienced that. Mm-hmm. Right? right. He was like, when you move, I want to chase you. And I'm like, what happens if you chase me? And he was like, you're going to hit my hands really hard. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to hit your hands really hard. Right. right. <laughs> so I, I, I think about uh, an experience that I had with uh, a student of mine who we were doing a similar, a similar drill. Right. So it was, it was probably, probably a, a variation of a Shisun drill. Right. Sure. So, uh, so basically it was just sort of, you, you step into, um, you step into critical distance, right. With, uh, with a cut, right. So with a, with a Shisen style cut, right. So with a, a point forward, uh, clearing action, right. Mm-hmm. And then you're waiting for, um, you're, you're waiting for some kind of hard or soft response. Right. And, right if the uh if the opponent strengthens right um then the then the response of this drill would be to yeah. uh to, to zuken right or to yeah basically yeah. To zuken in this instance and then if the the opponent um weakens now they can weaken a variety of ways we were working on this one particular aspect of weakening which is to continue pushing laterally but with broken structure so that your point ends up being pushed off to the side anyway right so even though you're even though you're you're directing your energy in the direction of the opponent's blade because you're not structuring your point over it their point is being trapped behind right and so in those cases we're training to continue to thrust through sure right and so it's a really simple drill and all we were focusing on was that decision point so the skill that we're targeting was the skill that we're targeting was can you observe the structure of the opponent's parry action right and can you respond correctly now we began with a few reps just to make sure that the students understood the drill and then we proceeded to uh increase intensity once that once it had been firmly established that the the fencers knew what they were going for right and one of my fencers whom i whom i love dearly um uh, this is several years, uh, years ago now, and actually, um, hasn't been my student for quite a while, but, uh, but, uh, I love him dearly. He's a, a wonderful person and wonderful fencer. Um, he could not get this to work. And the reason was because, so, I mean, half the time he got it to work and half the time sure. he, he, he did the correct technique with the force of a thousand suns. You, you, you know, you, you you'd have to be. <laughs> You would have to be, you know, uh, whoever it is sitting at the top of HEMA rankings beta to like be able to defeat the action, right? Um, half the, the time, yeah, Andre the, the giant. giant. You'd have to be Andre the Giant to to be able to defeat the action half the time. But the other half the time, he would get stuffed, 
right? Right. And so, but the thing was, I asked him, you know, what is it that's causing you to get stuck, right? Yeah. And why is it that you're getting this to work half the time? I want you now to slow this whole thing down to where you can get it to work 100% of the time. Because there is a speed, there yeah. is a speed, right? There is a speed that you can get it to work 100% of the time. Right. right. How slow did he have to go? Well, so he had to go, he had to go so slow that it would never work. Right? Right. It, he had to go so slow that it, that it would never work. And the reason that he avoided that uncomfortable space initially, or at least what you know, what we kind of shared and reflected on after was that because he doesn't actually fence people. Ah, he oh. doesn't fence people. He yeah. guesses, he guesses and gambles with people. Yes. Right? And sometimes yes. And he wins. He, and so, yeah. Maybe you can do well that way. Enough. Yeah. He was athletic enough to have enough success with that right. technique. Right. To well, I shouldn't say technique, but with that tactic, yeah, sure, um, to get there, yeah, and I and I would also quibble to say, like, I, I would call that a, I would call that a technique, right? Um, okay, you cool. know, the question is, you know, like we can we can go down that rabbit hole another time. <laughs> the bottom line is, the bottom line is, if you're if you're in your drill, you're struggling to get something to work. That means you're anticipating. That means you're guessing, right? Yes. You're making your decision. You're making your decision about what technique you're supposed to do before the evidence has presented itself. Right? Correct. Yeah. And yeah. and that is not fencing. No. Right. No. And and Big and well and so I'm going to finish by saying that what he needed to do was was slow down because that's how fast he's able to fence. Correct. Right. And that was kind of a and that was a a, a huge eye opener, right? Like Oh wow! I, in order for me to be fencing, I have to go so unbelievably slow, and that's okay. Uh, as a coach, it's my responsibility to put him in that space as yeah. much as I can, right? To put him in the space that he can comfortably do a thing, maybe be challenged a little bit, but find uh, moderate success doing the thing, but actually doing it rather than rather than than doing something different, which is what, which is what guessing, right? Anticipating and, right. and guessing this. So I'm sorry, I, I, the, what you described, right? About your weight falling forward, right? Is, you know, getting lost in your future story that you're telling, right? Yeah. Right. Which is right. not feeling because you're not, you're not actually present. You're not feeling the stimulus that, you know, and so. But this is okay. So you had sent me a quote. And I think hmm. we're just going to put it in the description. I don't know if you want to read it, but you had sent me a quote from Alan, Alan Watts, Watts. Yeah, Alan Watts, right? Yep. Whom y'all just go listen to a thousand yeah. like him hours. Lecturing. It's just a thousand hours of because there are a thousand yes. hours of him lecturing, <laughs> and you can listen to all of them and not have wasted your time. No, no, just put it on and clean your house or whatever it is you do with your day. Um, yeah. So, and in that, of course, he is a big Buddhist and uh, a big student of Eastern philosophy. 
And as a part of that, he was talking about the, um, the tendency to be stuck in thinking forward and backwards and never here. And that is absolutely 1000% fencing. I talk all the time about Lishanara's Buddhism, right? I have to, like for this drill to work, I have to 1000 completely percent believe I'm going to step in. You're not going to move. I'm going to cheese in your face and like teeth are going to go out the back of your mask. Right. I have to like, I have to believe that in my present. And I also have to believe you're going to step back and I am going to pause and be here. Mm -hmm. And I have to believe both of those at the same time freaking time mm. and it's so hard yeah right yeah and the only way i can believe both of those is to be so still mm. inside myself uh so what i'm gonna do is um i'm gonna have you continue talking about this as i pull up that tom durance quote tom dorance dorance or durance do we dorance tom dorance um so it's like it's uh for the audience it's literally my favorite quote about fencing ever right um and i'm just gonna pull i'm just gonna pull it up here while you talk and then we'll maybe we'll share it with the audience see if we can make that work. yeah that second. sounds great yeah yeah um i think we ought to be able to figure out the tech for that so we'll see how it goes um but yeah so lishanara's buddhism is is what i call it right that that you have to believe it and I, we talked about this last time, but I think this is encapsulated in in the the verse to prove to Gefert, right? That and probably actually uh, contained in the second piece of that couplet, which is no more than hard or soft, right? Mm. No more than hard or soft. That's it. The you know, and and so that means. I don't tell a story. I don't have this internal speaking dialogue occurring mm -hmm. while I'm trying to fence. Mm -hmm. If I do, I will get hit. I promise you, because it's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? And right. Every time, every time I get hit with that, I know it's because... I was too busy envisioning a specific future and having words about that future. Yeah, I think I think getting it out into the like the very front of our conscience, right? Yeah, uh, conscious um, where where we can almost clearly articulate it. Even I mean, it is still happening split second, but right the you know when when we're clearly articulating to ourselves sort of we we're losing so much time at that point that again it's we're we're just behind in the in the in the um we're behind in the beat right we'll talk we'll spend a lot of time talking about the beat right uh at some point um yeah but uh um not right. not only are we losing time but we're losing feeling mm. yeah because right 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 Right. So let's talk about, so, so we're going to put on, uh, Tom Dorrance, right. Who is going to, uh, probably, yeah. So, 
Um, let's see how. He's told me about them. Can you hear him? I sure can. Those three real important things when you're working with a horse of those three things of feel, timing, and balance. Mm -hmm. And you were trying to explain to me about how you had a, a, a picture of it in your mind. And I wonder, could you tell me that again about it was like you were describing holding a broom handle on your thumb? Yeah. I have an idea. You've done that, haven't you? When you're the kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Balance it. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Broom sticking up in the air. The handle here on your thumb, and you're trying to see how long you can keep it up. Yeah. Just getting it up to start with. <laughs> Maybe quite a little project. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. You don't try to get it all one time. Right. But. You practice a little, do something else, come back to it. But after a while, if it's working, you're getting it to work. You can set it up there and keep it there quite a little while. But you, it has to be alive. Yeah. Your thumb has to be alive. And if it gets dropped dead still, it isn't going to stay up. Yeah. <laughs> Any little thing can tip it, and, but your your feeling this down in here. How to keep that room part up? If it starts to tip this way, you come up. Yeah. You have to go maybe just a little farther than in order to stop it, and then you have to move back. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, so you don't get behind too far. And if you get to doing this, you're liable to miss your timing and it'll fall down. Yeah. And that's like on these horses that I spoke about, and they were plum green and get out and to go. Mm -hmm. That was where this, you get in timing with the stride, the rhythm, I think. Yeah. Right. So I, I saw you as excited as I was watching. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, Y'all, that's what it sounds like to listen to a master talk. All right, continue on. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, the cat's out of the bag, right? Because uh, it, it's horsemanship is what he's yeah. describing. Yeah. Um, which was, which is clear, at least by the end of the, um, by the end of the video. But like the, this idea of you you know the broomstick analogy right and um it's i i would argue that it's fundamentally the same fundamentally the same thing so like feeling uh feeling everything including your opponent responding or not responding right or yeah. you know responding some way your opponent is the broomstick yeah your opponent is the broomstick and you have to respond to the direction the broomstick goes. Uh, you also have to have some competency just with using your body so that you don't overcorrect, right? Yeah. So you don't overcommit to what you're trying, the, you know, you're supposed to respond in kind or, or respond with the, with the, uh, the most economical use of your energy. Because if you go too far, 
you know, or if you start swinging back and forth or whatever, right? You just have to go exactly how far you need to, to get your thumb back underneath the broom, the center of balance of the broom handle, and then you have to bring it back. And, um, and so again, it's being present, right? When you step in, you're watching what direction is this broomstick going, right? Yeah. And, and you're feeling it, right? But you don't say to yourself, oh no, it's going to the right. Right? Yeah, if right. you say to yourself, oh, no, the broom is going to the right, you're never going to get there right? because there's no way that you can be tethering your uh, your experience to the movement of the broomstick when, when you're here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think we could even we could even back up earlier into how he even began that story, which he said, first, you just have to get it up, which can be quite mm. a little project that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Talk about this is I freaking love cowboys. <laughs> right. That that is the most delicate, gentle way to say, I'd like to watch you try this for the next 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> like, you're not even going to get the broom up. Right. But it's it can be quite a little project. Right. And then he said, you're not going to try to get all this in one go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then he described how you actually start to do the thing and included all of the points for failure in there. Right. So there's so much, you know, yeah. uh, in there of him describing such a quote unquote simple action as keep the broom up in the air. Right. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes, especially as historical fencers, but I think maybe modern humanity this is kind of the way we are taught that we should learn we are taught that we should learn by sitting down and reading a whole book and now i have an understanding of the whole subject and that isn't how we learn really right right no we yeah we uh, especially mechanical um, arts, right? So things, the, the kind of things that we're concerned with here, right? Yeah. Like there is an intellectual, there is, you know, uh, what it means to learn in, a, in an intellectual tradition or what it means to learn in an academic setting, right? Um, and those, those things are, I would argue, or at least in my mind, I, I think of them a little differently, right? Um, so like, is there ever a place where you just go and you, you know, you read a bunch of books on a thing and you, right. But then it sort of, it appears to me that the demonstration of competency or mastery within those skills are your ability to um, partake in that intellectual tradition, right? So your ability to write your own commentary or paper or whatever on, on the thing that you're uh, learning about or thinking about. Yeah, well, and I think, well, and so, yeah, I mean, I would take an issue that they're different. Okay. I would take issue with that idea because in, even in there, you right? I think, I think that oftentimes we think of learning as the passive reception of knowledge and, mm -hmm. and learning as you, as you completed your sentence about it, you got to the using of the thing mm. right so even if it's intellectual it's physical because mm -hmm. our mind and our body are 
the same. Right. That, and, and, and sort of it makes sense that, you know, when you write a paper on a thing, you don't walk away with command or mastery over that, um, that thing necessarily. But if you write several papers over the course of a few years for each for different classes, but all focused around the same topic, then you definitely have uh, developed your mental map of that topic, right? You, you know, you understand the connections in a deep way, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I mean, because you had to play with the idea. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Get it back to play. Yeah. 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 You have to, you had to, you had to play with the idea. You had to, uh, you had to write a paper and you had to have the professor say, nah, then this could be worked on a little bit. You need to bring this out a little bit more. Right. Or right. I don't see the connection. I think you're kind of making stuff up, you know, right. or whatever. Right. Right. And then you get to start to play with, okay, Hey, Hey, I created this idea, you know, in the air and uh uh i want to connect it to this other idea i see it and they're like you need to be able to describe how you see it and then i mean listen to my language how do you see an idea right mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's inherently physical mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah it's there i think sure i'm happy but happy i'm derailing us <laughs> it's okay well so we actually we were i think i i had come in today uh really interested about hearing all about your experience over the last couple of weeks and then um and and i did actually have a direction to go and you know we've got time but let's get we back have 20 on minutes. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh why don't you uh share some more with me about uh what you guys were up to oh okay uh t and i mm -hmm. you mean yeah yeah um so like so that, that was, was what you you shared your lesson today the, yeah the... yeah um and and like that was derived out of out of working uh working with t and then uh let's see otherwise um so that was i would say that was what they presented to me and what i presented to them was um my winding interpretation um which was super 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 fun and um and and they received it uh largely well right <laughs> so so this was really an exploration in um what i would call hema peer review yeah mm. so uh, uh t brought their new ideas that they wanted to play with um, and I brought my new ideas that I wanted to play with and we gave each other appropriate to our levels of fencing capability and fencing knowledge, uh, uh, feedback and pushback while also being open to learning the new thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so we very much were playing. Um, it was super low key uh you know we weren't uh, we weren't testing each other to see like who could kick each other's ass right um i don't even think we fence fenced mm -hmm. um because we were playing in these places of ideas of presenting a thing which is still a work in progress having the openness to present and receive that, to learn it and push back on it.
which was uh, my favorite. It was my favorite. So, um, so one thing that I'm, I'm interested in exploring here, given what you just said, right. Um, particularly the idea that you were, you had an openness, you both approached the exercise with an openness, uh, about, um, sort of accepting what, accepting that what the other person was sharing was some form of truth, right? Um, and buying in fully, committing fully to the idea that, that you wanted to understand in a deep and profound way what the other person had developed, right? Their, their, their system or their framework or whatever it is, right? Their concepts, like to, to really um, explore them as though they were truth. And, and so I think that's super important. And I think I'm interested in talking about this from the perspective of the historical fencer, right? Mm. Um, because okay. what, because what, first of all, we haven't, we have never established what it means to be a historical fencer. Okay. Um, we, we haven't established how it is different or whether or not it's different from being a modern fencer or a modern martial artist, or, you know, what does it mean to engage in this activity, to be a part of this community? What are the, the, the aspects of what we do that we as a community all kind of agree is what makes us who we are? And what does it mean to have a valid, oh, I lost you. I don't know if you'll, pop back in, but uh, hopefully you will. In the meantime, I'll just say that uh, I'm curious what it means to I guess we'll just edit this out. Hey. Hey, so literally with no warning, my computer just blue screened and died. No shit. That's awesome. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen to that stream. It's probably dead. Well, the stream is still alive. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so my computer seems to be restarting. Let me see if I can get in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you should just be able to log right into Restream and it should, you should just pop back up on the screen. Um, okay. Let me see. We're about to 
and then what we'll do is when we when we do the um we can just edit the video and splice them together if you're not if you're not sure how to do that i can do that pretty pretty easily Totes weird. It gave me no warning at all. It just cracked. It just. All right. Well, I mean, you know what? It wouldn't be us if it wasn't like this. Yeah, no, this is great. I don't, so, I mean, I like, I cannot stress enough how, like, totally chill about this whole thing. Hey, look, there you are. There I am. There we are. And we're back. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, um, now I got to fix my audio again. I'm sure you can hear me. I can't hear you for reasons. Oh, I bet my earbuds are not connected. Connect. Oh, it's probably these ones. Can you hear me oh now? Oh my God, why? Why is it like this? Why is it always like this? Yes, yes. Oh, I know I can't hear you. No, there you are. There. I can hear Maybe you now. there. Can you hear me? There we are. Okay. okay. Cool. Now we're actually back. Jeez. Oh. <sighs> historical fencers are yeah. a thing. Well, yeah, historical fencers are a thing. That's uh, that's actually the probably the most concise way of of kind of <laughs> articulating the point that I was trying to that I was trying to make. Um, I. <laughs> Uh, they exist. So the, the audience, the audience is not going to hear all of the pontificating that I did when you <laughs> went off the air. But I was like, I guess we're still alive, so I'm going to keep on talking. Uh, but we'll just cut all that out of it um, anyway. So, so, so the bottom line is like, okay, so what does it mean to be a historical fencer? What does it mean to be a historical fencer next to a modern fencer or a martial right. artist, a historical martial artist next to a modern martial artist? Um, yeah. And what are valid approaches to historical fencing? And the reason I, I bring that up is because I think one of the, some of the baggage that we carry with us as being historical fencers is that we're hyper concerned about approach and validity of approach and, and that gets in the way of us being open to hearing other people's ideas about fencing, right? Other people's well, ideas about what the sources say or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, oh, James Valid, that's a that's a problematic word choice. But now that you got to the end of your sentence, I understand, yeah. 
we do concern ourselves with validity. Right. Right. I mean, we all, we, I mean, so when, you know, and we all have like things about what people do that we, that we've consciously will say, I'll say that uh, things about what people do that we've consciously decided that we're not going to do. Right. Right. And I so do not enjoy the way they do X. Yeah. And so how can you load a, a thing like that without, you know, without sort of adopting some attitudes, some value-laden attitudes towards, you know, whether or not what someone else is doing is correct, right? I mean, it's, is it possible, uh, it, you know, and if it's, if it, if it's not possible, then to what extent can it be mitigated? Right. What, how can we kind of keep, how can we keep ourselves in check so that when we see someone doing a thing, um, we're not immediately like, oh, God, I, I, I just, I, I think what they're doing is wrong. But then the other okay. thing too, and so one last part of this question is, um, is there a way to do what we do well? Right. So, so now, right. So now we are sort of, we're making claims about what it means to have competency and maybe even mastery over the exploration of historical martial arts. Is there a way to do it well? And should we be striving towards that? And if so, then is it our place to try and help guide other people who, uh, you know, who want to put their best foot forward. So, you know, so on the one hand, I'm saying like, we have to be open. We have to be, uh, uh, you know, we have to consider that every approach is valid. But on the other hand, I'm saying there's a way that you can do this well. And so if that's true, then that means there's also a way that you can do this poorly. Right. And those seem yeah. to exist in a sort of tension or a conflict. They do. They do. Okay. So like my initial thought to, um, people having different approaches is I think about historical fencing a lot. Like I think about people's private bedroom activities. Like <laughs> I don't care really what you're doing unless I'm into it. And then I care a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And as long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you're not hurting anyone. Oh, actually. Yeah. That's a fair point. Like <laughs> you can do, you can do bedroom activities wrong if they have no consent and mm. people are getting injured. Yes, mm -hmm. that 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 is wrong. Otherwise, right. probably not wrong, right? Probably just right. either I'm into it or I'm not. Um, so I know that's a ridiculous way to put it, but that's there you go. Well, no, I think it's I think it's useful, right? Because um, we, you know we. I mean, so you can't have an openness to other people's ideas, right? You can't be willing. <laughs> you can't be willing. You can't be willing to like really entertain the truth of what someone's yeah. saying, right? Yeah. Unless you can right. kind of get over that. Right? A friend um, of mine. A friend of mine said you should try anything twice, because the first time <laughs> you're a little overwhelmed by the newness, and by the yeah. second time you can you know, have some discretion about whether you like it or not. Right. Sure. And so like, I think this applies to fencing. Yeah. yeah. Um, oftentimes I will also say this. Okay. Our pursuit of our martial art or fencing, because maybe they aren't the same, um, is hampered, I think, by the thing that allowed it to exist, i.e. that it happens 
mostly on the internet. Mm. So at least the exchange of ideas happens mostly on the internet, right? So that was a boon because it allowed it to flourish with enough people and to connect with enough people around the world so that we have a thing. Um, But the nature of written word and video and photo not being fencing means that we are exchanging ideas in the realm where this thing doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Now there, there'd be a, 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 a distinct line of um, inquiry or uh, as relates to the way that historical fencing exists in other contexts, namely uh, the, the, the one context in particular that it exists mostly in the physical realm, right? Is like the competitive yeah. context, right? So the, the competitive tournament um, historical fencing context, right? Which is, yeah. which um, is also a place where there are a ton of qualifications that you have to make about, or that we as a, we as a community have made about the type of fencing that um, that excels in such context and how reflective is it, it is of sort of quote unquote good historical fencing, right? Yeah. Um, and so that that has you know there's something to be said about that too okay um what how about oh let me say this maybe we could define historical fencing by the test you create for your fencing hmm that's yeah that would be i mean so that's essentially what you know, there are different answers for that, but that's essentially what it is, right? So like right. when when someone says I'm an historical fencer, often they mean I'm a competitive lo- long sword or, or, you know, or it could also <laughs> mean that, it, well, it could also mean that I like dive headlong into texts. Uh, you know, it could mean that I conceive of myself as being a part of this uh, intellectual tradition of the texts, or it, mm-hmm. it could mean that I'm see, see myself as a sort of cult, cultural anthropologist and so you know Mm -hmm. method and methodology um have a strong role to play in in what you know in what we're doing and and also communicating that clearly right so like communicating to each other what my what what my perspective is and what my my methodology is right and and what i'm attempting to achieve with this so you know does am i interested in getting into the mind of a historical people or am i interested in sort of recreating in a meaningful way whatever that means and then or like am i interested in taking this thing and using it to develop my own intellectual framework right in a modern in modern times um you know and so all of these i would argue are valid i mean as valid uh, an approach as any other like i don't you know um well you know how you know how this is i'm not going to be able to speak intelligently about this but you know how like when when they're looking for electrons right when we're trying to measure where an electron is mm-hmm. it is everywhere until it's measured mm-hmm. 
right? Mm. Like the act of measuring creates mm -hmm. the place. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe even creates the electron, right? Mm. Uh, that's yeah. distressing to think about, but yeah. You know. Sure. No, I think that's, I think that's really uh, insightful. But it's more or less true. And I think the same thing happens here, right? That there, were, there was not such a thing as a historical fencer focused on tournaments and succeeding in them until the tournament was created. So the creation of the test is what backfilled the definition of the person or the definition of the pursuit. It didn't happen the other way. We like to think it did because we experienced it in time that way, but mm. it didn't really happen that way. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting that we experienced it in time one way, but that it, it really happens. Yeah. I think that's really good. Useful. Right. Um, so, so. Yeah. So what does so, that mean about what we're doing? Right. I think right. to, to like try to bring well, right. incoherent thoughts to <laughs> the, the meat of your question. Well, so I guess, I guess one thing that I am interested in or concerned with about historical fencing is that we, we tend to load it up in a way that's kind of logically fallacious, right? Like it's logically um, un unsound, right? Yeah. Which is that what we're doing is we, you know, you are not doing HEMA unless you're um, you're looking in the text without any help from anybody else, right? <laughs> to try and to try and find something That's new and interesting. That's already a lie. That's already right? bullshit. None right. of us no, are looking right. at it without help. But anyways. Right, but you know, but in order because you can't contribute unless you have something new and insightful to say about okay. what the what the texts. I mean, right? So I'm yeah. no, and, I mean, and like this is but this is why happens. this is why you have every two or three months you have uh, someone who's been fencing for three months yeah. posting videos of them fencing right yeah with their interpretation of the zircal right or their interpretation of what right so like right. and so obviously they're starting from scratch because they've been doing this for th three months right and if it was just going to be a carbon copy of something that was already out there then what would be the point of of share, right in order to contribute or in order to feel like one is contributing to the to the quote unquote hema community you have to be doing research you have to be doing interpretation and probably interpretation is probably the the biggest thing right but then on top of that you have to fence well right, <laughs> right? also be a physical fucking specimen <laughs> right well i mean yeah I, I think i think most people know that that's you know, a, a unrealistic goal, you know, at the end of the day, but I, you know, we, we certainly want, you, you don't think so? Tell I me think more. it gets a lot of truck. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Listen, listen, if, if, who can I choose? If Danny DeVito hmm. shows the best Sverkow any of us have ever seen in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Most of us won't buy it. But if fucking Jason Momoa does it, we're going to buy it. Yeah. Sure. Right? And I only bring this up to point out, like, all of these things you lined out that we do, 
as critics of others is already fucked. Like we like to act like it's science. We like to act like we're making observations about their test and how real <laughs> it is. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. Yeah. We're social no, creatures. I think that's all I'm we, saying. Yeah. That's, no, you're, you're, I think that's a point well taken. <laughs> um, and so, and so, but also we're concerned with, we're concerned with validation, right? So when a new fencer yeah. posts, uh, you know, talking about validity, when a new fencer posts, you know, been fencing for three months, they're doing their Zverkow interpretation, right. right? Why are they going, why are they going on Facebook to, to do that? Right. Like, like, what are they, where's the value added? Right. So obviously they're going because they want everyone to say like, Hey, great job. Keep working at it. Uh, you know, rarely, um, but it does happen on occasion, right. Where people say, Hey, someone please correct me. <laughs> so, but right. what, I think the reason, I think the reason that, that, that we don't get that as often is because that's not what people really feel like doing HEMA is right. Doing HEMA is me with the texts, right? And like my contribution is when I read the texts, right? Without any help from anyone else. And why? Because for a large swath, it it exists in conflict with their methodology, right? If Ooh, you're taking, well, if you're taking ideas from other people and you're yeah. not, and you're not getting them from the text, right? then are you doing HEMA, right? Or, or, or are you doing something that's modern, right? Something that, ex- you know, and, okay. and so does that make sense? It does. And I think there's an interesting framing here. So um, when the term HEMA appeared, was created mm-hmm. before that it didn't exist again everything goes backwards so mm-hmm. before that we were doing western martial arts mm-hmm. and western martial arts could have been anything from tomahawk to bowie knife to competitive shooting to fencing mm. um it was in effect because did we talk about that? Oh no, I talked about this with T. Um, because the term martial arts was created whole cloth to sell karate to Americans, right? Mm-hmm. So, like the, the term inherently implied Eastern, so we had to say Western because martial arts without an additive, or anyways, already meant something else. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with all of that history to get us back, when HEMA as a phrase was created to push back against the idea of Western, um, then I was talking with my husband about it. And I don't know that I was arguing for it, but we were just discussing it as as a phrase. And he was like, this is, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, that is what we're doing. We're doing historical arts. And he was like, no, they are alive because you are making them now. It is a living tradition. It is not Uh historical. That is a lie you're telling yourselves. And, ooh, I got real hot about that. And we, we had a lot of very intense discussions about whether or not that was accurate. 
Um, and it took some time, but I was like, yeah, actually, you're right. It is all alive. It is all created now. It is all present. Mm. Um, and therefore, maybe that's how I came to my, my, uh, my bedroom activities analogy, but like that. So therefore it is, it is what you make it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I think there's something worth, I think something worth saying is that, um, it's that's true for you right? yes uh but it's not true for everybody and just no. because you say it right just because you feel like you've come to like a real truth about the world and about what we do which is sure. that which is that what we're doing is fundamentally you know modern present whatever right um, mm -hmm. or at least it is what you make of it right i don't want to put yeah. words on your mouth that's what you said right no that's it, that's um, it. but uh it's not true for other people right for other people right. no what 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 i'm doing is i'm 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 you know historic historical right sure and i'm trying to recreate and and so that's the way they frame it and the other parts of the discussion as as nuanced and rich and developed as they are they don't enter into the conversation for those people and so it's not you know it, it doesn't mean like that doesn't mean well your insights are so profound that they they, that they are now truth. They're the objective truth for everybody else, right? right? And I know right. that. I know you're not saying that, but I think it's yeah. it's worth like saying, like, you know, um, no people can completely of, fucking disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. well, and part of part of it is what you make of it is that for some people it is that it's it's you know it's what kind of you thought it was before you got into your intense discussions with your husband. Right. Right. Well, and okay, so. Why then is it important to define it? What is the purpose sure. of the definition? Sure, sure. And so that actually gets me to what was already on the tip of my tongue, which is, can you do this thing well? Right? And so, so that, uh, the, the, the implications of your framing are yeah. deep within right this this notion of of being able to do it well being able to approach it with a degree of competency and or mastery right, right. with art can you do hema with art right yeah. so we've been talking about fencing with art and we've been talking about teaching with art uh and developing a system a pedagogical system with art and now we have we have to ask the question what does it mean to do hema with art you know yeah um and and so and so that's you know i think you're going to get the most variance in, in answer to that question and i and i'd be curious for you right because it is pretty heavily dependent on your just your your own mindset like you you your motivations are are um framing your truth right sure but that being said, I'd love to hear what doing HEMA with art, the application of mastery, right, mm -hmm. looks like to you. Yeah. To me, for me, and no one else has to have it. <laughs> right. I walk in this space and try to walk out better. That's that. So 
I'm using the physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual for me, pursuit of this thing, right? The pursuit. Well, yeah. I am using the physical pursuit of this thing mm-hmm. to get at the emotional, mental, spiritual work I'm trying to do as a human outside this space. Hmm. Yeah. So it could be anything. It could be, it could be historical fencing or it could be knitting. Right. Or for me, yes. Yeah. Right. So I could go to a yoga practice and do exactly what I'm doing here Mm -hmm. because that's the way I pursue because this is life because this is life because because I'm alive here this Mm -hmm. is my present moment yeah yeah so uh so so I try to do the things I do thoughtfully Mm -hmm. I try to do them skillfully i.e. with competence and i try to do them artfully in that they're they have a breadth of application to all of the rest of me Hmm. so when i'm sewing a doublet of ten thousand holes each of my holes is getting better as i do it because i'm getting that practice and it's not ten thousand is it no it literally is Oh my god. I did the math. Yeah. Holy moly. Okay. So, and each one's about a minute. So, Mm -hmm. but as I'm doing that, each one is individually getting better. And my sewing skill is getting better and it's getting more efficient. And my physical movement is getting better. And I am practicing showing up every fucking day and doing some because I suck at that. I am so bad at committing to something long-term where I have to touch it every single day, Yeah. right? Yeah. Fencing is the only thing that that's been easy for me. Sure. I can fence yeah. every day, right? <laughs> but if you were like, um, uh, uh, Jess, remember to take your medicine in the morning every day. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a struggle right? Get up every morning at the same time. I could do it for a week, but then what do you want me to do? Yeah. So, so what am I doing with the double of 10,000 holes? I am starting a project. I am working on it every day and I am finishing it. And that's what I'm actually doing. So you Mm -hmm. said, you know, Jess, do you have three things you're working on? Yeah, I do. Here's, here's an example of where I'm taking a physical pursuit Mm -hmm. to work on a human failing I think I need work on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I so, that is that is not anyone else's answer to what they're sure. about. Well, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is, right? So well, I was just gonna say, uh so uh Dustin Reagan had shared a meme with me like a few weeks ago. I don't know if you remember, but I I, I forwarded it on to you, which is that uh like there was a guy there's like a 
like these are all stick figures or whatever sitting there's one guy sitting on the couch playing the flute and yeah. the guy goes next to him and he's like what are you doing and the guy playing the flute is like oh no or no he's like i'm playing the flute and the guy next to him is like why <laughs> and <the flute> goes, <laughs> yeah. oh no you don't know what it means to just do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right 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 like, that's you know so for some people right uh certainly you know or you know probably Dustin in that moment or uh, or certainly uh, I know I feel that way often is that for me it's less about contextualizing what we're doing in the sort of broader like what it means for my ultimate self at some point right right um which we, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about right Sorry. this sort of idea no <laughs> so but the the ultimate self right like so what you know I want to be a warrior. And so mm. I'm going to have competency and skills and mastery of shooting and archery and fencing and boxing and grappling and, you know, all of these things. But again, you know, I love that you brought up the fact that martial art as a concept is relatively modern, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, but like versus I just picked some things that I have a moderate interest in because I need something. Right. right. And I don't really have, I don't really have this sort of vision for myself. I don't have a sort of vision for myself that once I have mastery over, you know, fencing and, and, and shooting and wrestling that I'm going to be like a warrior, right. That I'm going to finally right. have achieved my, you know, level 99 you know with max stat <laughs> <laughs> or whatever right 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 so is it i just i i like you say i want to wake up i want to go to bed a better version of me than i woke up and yeah. that could be in fighting which i've chosen right just but you know as to why i'm really over I'm really over like the question of what, you know, what it means for me in the ultimate end. Um, but then also like with regards to historical fencing, right. Um, what it, so what for me, so then, so the next question I would ask is you have made choices vis-a-vis uh, -vis historical fencing and what it yeah. means to do historical fencing well. So be, so, you know, keeping in mind that you're just using historical fencing or anything as a vehicle to experience the world yep. and develop and grow within the world, right? Keeping that in mind, what guides your choices as to what it means to, to use historical fencing to make yourself better or what it means to make the decisions about how you approach historical fencing to make it it's optimal sort of put it in its optimal state for me because fencing cannot be done in a vacuum and it cannot be done solo my choices are driven by my relationships with my fellow fencers that come out mm -hmm. and work with me mm. that decides how i do it and what mm. i'm doing yeah. 
I think, I, mean, that's, I think that's amazing. I think that's really deep and profound. It is the most vulnerable, challenging, difficult, thought-provoking, and wonderful thing I could do. Because there are people that walk in that I, I, I don't know how I'm going to help them swing a sword. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I, because, okay, because for me, like people come to me thinking I know something, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I like to think I know a few things that I could share with somebody. Um, but I have to, I, I have to throw myself against the wall of my ignorance in this space. And that's what I'm doing. That's the way I approach it. And good is I did it the properly challenging amount for both of us. Cool. For me. Yeah. I think that's a really, I think that's really cool. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's probably going to be lost on some just how uh, vulnerable you are in that moment. And especially like to say that your approach is essentially guided by your relationships and your experience with other people in the community, right? Yeah. That's a pretty, that that's not a thing that we like to say right that we're you know we we because we want to be right we want to be objectively right we want to be um and so our approach has to be governed by you know science or whatever right like by the you know and i so some an insight that i had a few days ago i think i shared with you uh which is this this idea that um because I've been concerned with this question for a little while, right? What is it? Not only was it, what is it about new historical fencers who feel like they are going to get validation from posting videos of them at the, at the very, very beginning stages of their journey um, with the expectation that people who have been doing this for a really long time and have come to pretty coherent ideas about what, these the things in the text should look like or whatever like where what what is the validation that they're getting from that what is compelling mm. them to share yeah um but then also what is the turnoff right for you know for for seasoned veterans in the community why is it like okay here we go again right right and you know part of it i think is just the paradox of what it is that we're doing right which is the the sort of like what it means to do hema is to have your own insights about what these things, what these texts say, and also be great fencers, right? Um, but then also, I think part of it is that when when we see people share ideas about historical fencing that don't relate to anything in the ether, right? Mm. That that people are approaching this, they're not sort of. 
they're not approaching it like by connecting their ideas to the ideas that other people have already established or, or, or things that kind of people agree on or disagree on, or, you know, it's like for, for me, I think, I think when I'm most interested in hearing someone's insights is when they've demonstrated that they have command over what lots of people are saying, like genuine, genuinely understand the approaches, the fencing systems, the, um, the pithy little, uh, truths of the world, right? Like when they, yeah. when they can, when they can say all of them, right. When, and then we can say, these are my ideas. This is how it connects to your idea, mm -hmm. right? When mm -hmm. you demonstrate to me that you understand my perspective and that's not just true in fencing, right? That's true. in like, whenever I see anyone say anything, mm -hmm. uh, mostly I'm not compelled to engage with people with regards to politics or with mm -hmm. regards to whatever, right? Mostly mm -hmm. I'm not compelled to engage with them because they're sort of very upfront about the fact that they don't share my views. And mm -hmm. not just that they don't share my views, but they don't, they, they don't even care enough to, to, to think about them, mm -hmm. right? That these are, you know, they have their views and this is how they got here. And so listen up everybody, because I've got it figured out. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if there's something about being in, uh, in a community that has more to do with engaging with what's out there than it does with coming up with something new and interesting. And I think the people that we elevate the highest um, a, a, as a community tend to be the people that have demonstrated that they can engage with the most people. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. And if I can, if I can try to have a, a, a moment just to reflect and maybe put what you said in my words, and then mm -hmm. we can, maybe I'm there, maybe I'm not. But it seems to me that what you are addressing here of a person who is an outsider is walking in the room and asking for acceptance. And those in the room said, you need to be here a minute. You need to listen to the conversation here first, mm -hmm. then we'll decide if we accept you. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, though you began this line of questioning with the idea of validity of approach, what we're really talking about is um, group relationship dynamics and how that plays out amongst humans. So there seems to me then to be a disconnect between what we present to be as a community, mm. the terms for acceptance and what our actual terms are. Yeah. 
I think that was really well done. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you. For, <laughs> for unfucking that for everybody listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think so. I think you've I think you very very nicely um, and concisely addressed my the the main issue of my mind and of, and kind of of the day, right? Which is like yeah. Because I do think that there, I, I think we present that what we're doing is like, you know, success in tournaments and interpretations that everybody loves, right? Like that's yes. what, that's the only way that you can like rise to the top of right. the, of the dominance hierarchy. Right. But the reality is, is everyone in the room from the person who's been in that room for 25 years to the person that walked in five minutes ago just wants everyone else in the room to say, we want you here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We should end on that. Yeah. We should. <laughs> we should. And on that note, everybody, we'll see you next week, hopefully on time. Maybe. But also, maybe. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Not. Don't count on that. Don't. I, did I mention what I'm working on here? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.